Good morning and welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show. Radio to open the heart, heal the soul, and awaken, oh, awaken the consciousness. I'm thinking about the um, corona crown virus. Never mind. Um, I will talk a little bit about that, though, today. I want to just welcome you to the show. As you all know, I've been out of town. I was over in Egypt with my travel group. I take people on tours of sacred places. And yes, we did make it home. And apparently we're all good. But my goodness, in the last week that I came home, things have certainly changed here in the greater Seattle area and, of course, globally. So I hope that you will just kind of settle down. You're probably at home or listening to this on the podcast. But Whatever it is you're doing, just kind of settle down. Get yourself a little cup of coffee or a cup of tea because always, always, always in my radio show, I am sending you out beautiful energy, uplifting frequencies. And, of course, I have some wonderful guests on my show that are going to, well, let's just put it this way. Maybe it's time for some good luck. And I was thinking, you know, earlier this week we had – uh, the St. Patty's Day in the Shamrock and the Luck as Irish, and I don't know if they're Irish, but we could certainly use some goodness, couldn't we? So anyway, I'm the owner of Reiki Oasis, located right here in the greater Seattle area. For the last 25 years, we offer all kinds of things. You can find out more about that at ReikiOasis.com. And this month, due to our, our uh, situation, Temple of the Divine Feminine, will be this Saturday. We're on a virtual platform, which might make it nice for some of you that don't live here. You can actually join me. It is a workshop that goes from 1130 till about um, 230 or 3. You can sign up for Temple at schedule.reikioasis.com to participate. And once you've all signed up, I'll give you the link for the video platform. We're going to be doing some meditations. We're going to be doing healing circle. And I think in this time, it's more important than ever that we create sacred space for each other. And we don't need to practice um, separation and isolation, even though we have physical separation. I think it is a time for us to unite our hearts and come together in a beautiful, uplifting, inspiring way because we need it especially if you're stuck at home with your kids. Maybe you could get someone to watch your kids for a while and join a bunch of wonderful women on a wonderful call that is designed to help you in every way possible. And um, I just want to make a couple of mentions about um, the coronavirus. People have asked me a lot about it. Um, If you come to Temple on Saturday, I'm going to tell you more about it. As you all know, I was climbing Mount Sinai I can't believe it's climbing Mount Sinai just a a little over a week ago. And um, uh, I went up there. I was kind of called by all that is to go up there at sunrise and to send out a global peace meditation to the world. And I didn't really know everything that was going on um, with the virus at that time. But I do know that we have been in a time of struggle for um, quite a while. So as I did that and that glorious sun came up, I had this sort of an inspiration. Some people call it a download, but it was an opening of my heart just as big as that sunrise. And I thought, you know what? If there's anything we need to do at this time on planet Earth, it's it's to become the change we want to see in the world. So if, if we want there to be peace and hope and love, then we need to become that. And it is time for us to take our power back, to kind of wake up, to shake it off, um, and and be there for ourselves and for each other. So we are all in this together, my listeners. You know that. All of us are affected by this. And that means that it will take all of us working together to get through it. And on the other side, it is time to hold hands. It's time to hold hearts. It's time to become more creative. One of my clients is German, and she was telling me that her German friends back home have have begun what they call virtual dinners. So they all make their dinner, and then they get on some sort of uh, platform, you know, FaceTime, Zoom, Skype, whatever it is, and uh, they all talk. 
and they have dinner with each other, even though they're in their own places. And I think that's a lovely idea. I think you can also come up with some other good ideas. Um, I've been noticing that a lot of people are spending uh, too much time on the social media, too much time watching the news. And I, my guides, my angels, and my heart wants to encourage you to take a walk, get some fresh air, uh, look up, look at the sun, turn your technology off, and tune in. This does not need to be a time of panic. This is actually a retreat. This is an opportunity for your life to be changed up and mixed up just a little bit. And um, you can maybe take a look at what is really, truly important to you. Catch your breath. The pause button on planet Earth has been pushed by something greater than any of us. And I, I'm a firm believer that whatever it is that life brings you, the very best thing you could ever do is, okay, stomp your foot, you know, spit, spit, whatever you need to do on that aspect, you know, jump up and down. But then say, well, this is here, and I kind of, you know, this is here, and so let's just go ahead and figure out the very best way to get through it. So anyway, that's kind of what I've got to say, and if you need some help, please reach out uh, at Reiki Oasis. I am doing everything virtually, and so there is um, always help in that way, and uh, things are going on. So. Be well, be kind, pet the dog, play the piano, talk to each other, do everything that you need to do, and um, lighten up. And astrologically, just one thing, we are moving out of all of this Pisces energy into Aries. And I think that is such a good idea. It's going to dry things a little bit, lighten up. Um, and guess what? I think your luck is about to change. So... Um, Having said that, I can't think of a better way to bring my guests on. And boy, are they here on a perfect day because my guests today have written a book called Conscious Luck, Eight Secrets to Intentionally intentionally Change Your Fortune. Conscious Luck. Hmm, think about that. Think what we could all uh, do with that. So my guests are Gay Hendricks. And Carol Klein, Gay has served for more than 40 years as one of the major contributors to the fields of relationship transformation and body-mind therapies. And honestly, the, the list of books is, is exhaustive. And Carol Klein is the number one New York Times bestselling author. She's the co-author of Happy for No Reason, <laughs> Love for No Reason, and five books in the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. Welcome to the show, you two. Are you hey, there? Gee, thank you so much. What a great uh, message you opened up with. I, that's one of the most beautiful, empowering messages I've heard on this whole subject so far, so I really wanted to appreciate you for that. I want to second that. That was absolutely wonderful, and uh, thank you for having us on. Yes, and it is a very auspicious day to be on, too. You're welcome. And for the, All right. Just for the listening audience, I'm not in the uh, radio studio this morning, and we're doing things uh, in a way we haven't done before, and so we're hoping that the connections will stay. But um, I just want to thank you in advance for your patience. Uh, you know, <laughs> there's a few few things going on. So anyway, let me go back to my guests. Um, Gay Hendricks and Carol Klein. I um, I know we're going to talk about your book, Conscious Luck, but the coronavirus is so on people's minds and hearts, and I know that both of you do such amazing work with everybody. Um, I'm wondering if if you can comment on it, and I don't care which one of you goes first. Um, just kind of comment from your perspective, and maybe you have some helpful hints for people. Would yes. that be okay? Yes. Well, I have one big hint that I'd be happy to open up with because uh, I've been, you know, lots of people have been calling us about this. And one of the most important things you can do is to have a short-term, quick 
topics to get you out of fear and into action and possibility. So we teach a really short, like 30-second tool that you can use for that. And I'd love your audience to know what it is. Um, there's some research that indicates that all it takes is three big, easy breaths to begin to shift your body's stress chemistry. And so we teach on our website uh, a, a tool we call the centering breath, which is you take three easy breaths and you monitor closely the in and the out by tightening your belly muscles. And so basically, um, here's how it works. Just try a couple of times just tightening and relaxing your belly muscles just to get a sense of what a relaxed set of stomach belly muscles feels like versus a tight. So you can do that consciously. Just tighten them and relax them a few times. Then take three easy breaths, keeping your belly muscles relaxed all the way through. So all the way in and all the way out. And we recommend that each breath be an almost 10-second round trip. So four or five seconds in and four or five seconds out. So take three easy breaths, each breath lasting about 10 seconds for the whole round trip. And then watch what happens in your body just after that. Almost always you'll begin to feel a sense of ease come in, a little bit of anxiety melts out of your body, your mind clears up. And I think it's because, well, first of all, it's because of your willingness to empower yourself. But the second thing is it has an actual physiological effect that you can document in your own body. And I'd like to add that that is, I just did it with you, Gay. That was amazing. And there are two really good reasons why this is going to help you in the time of pandemic to get out of fear is to boost your immune system. When we are in fear or panic or in negative emotions, we tend to depress it. It puts us into our sympathetic nervous system functioning, and that will depress your nervous system. So it's really important. One of the ways to increase your nervous system, your, I mean your immune system, is to do exactly what Gay just said. Get out of fear. Do something very physiological to relieve that anxiety and that's manifesting in your body. And the second reason it's good is because it's going to help uncloud your judgment. When you're in fear, your executive functions in your brain shut down. So Gay just gave you a fabulous, you know, practical tool, and now you can also know how it's going to help you over time. Yes, and I wanted to add a little something to that, uh, Carol and Loretta. Uh, we have a whole program called Fear Melters that's free on our uh, on the website of our foundation, our nonprofit foundation. It's the Foundation for Conscious Living. And so people are going there now, particularly at this time, and using the fear melters. There are several different ways of kind of getting the fear out of your body. And what Carol said is so important because human beings, we all have it. We all have this fight-or-flight nervous system that we've inherited from millions of years ago. And, you know, it wasn't too long ago that our ancestors were literally throwing rocks at each other on a regular basis and bashing each other with clubs and that kind of thing. So we inherited this old-fashioned nervous system that was designed for the cave person era. And now we're dealing with it in skyscrapers and on the streets of cities. And so we need to just acknowledge that ancient system, first of all, that there's part of us that normally and naturally will go into fear under certain circumstances. And many people know about the fight or flight aspect of fear, but it's equally important to know that there are really four Fs. There's fight, flee, freeze, and faint. Some of us kind of freeze up when we get scared. Others of us get spacey. That's, that's what the scientists call the faint response. Uh, you know, some of us get spacey or just want to watch an old Star Trek episode and kind of space out a little bit. But those are often all responses, different kinds of responses to fear. And it's really important to know that because, well, just in, in your 
personal relationships around the house or at work, whether it's virtual or in person, I think we we make a mistake by thinking of social distance. I know distance is a measure of feet and inches, but in our mind, distance between each other is not a good feeling because it's flavored with fear. When two people are fighting, they're feeling distance from each other because there's that element of fear between them. What Katie and I are trying to teach at this stage of our the evolution of the corona thing as well as everything else is what we call sheltering in space. You may be sheltering in place, but we also need to learn how to shelter in space. And what I mean by that is to acknowledge that human beings are mass, energy, and space. We are all of those dimensions at one time. Now, because we've evolved all of these big bones and big muscles and that kind of thing, we think of ourselves often as just a body, as just mass. But we also need to acknowledge the energy fields that are going on within us. Some of those energy fields might be riled up with fear right now. But what we really need to remember at this time right now is that we are mostly space. And so by opening up and claiming the wholeness of yourself, you open up and feel a sense of inner space that is very comforting. It's beyond our bodies, but it's within our bodies. And so we need to know how to shelter in space to really protect ourselves by opening up to the fullness of the mass, energy, and space of ourselves. I absolutely love what you both just said. Um, the sheltering in space, um, you know, I mean, I, I just got back from Egypt and at the temple of Kamambu, which is the temple of duality, um, there, there's always this, this oppositional thing of, you know, light and dark, good, bad, high, low and whatnot. And while I was at that temple, I really began to do this balancing breath into my heart that is exactly what you're talking about, Gabe, which is as you're breathing in and out, you create this space and all of a sudden you're you're in a seat of neutrality. You're you're not so anxious. Uh, I think what you said is just brilliant. I, I, I just love it. Thank you. So, I think it's really important to keep things very simple. Right yeah. Now. You know, because there's so much complexity in the world. But what I like about your message and what we're talking about here is finding the absolute simplicity of what's going on in this very moment. And the thing that sheltering in space is really getting at is owning that spirit part of ourselves instead of just contracting into fear in our bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm really being with what you're saying. I I also am going to, because I think we could talk a lot about this. You Do you have, um, and I, I want to reiterate for the audience if they just tuned in or tuned out or whatever, that you talk about fear melters. Is this on your website? Is this where people find it? Uh, yes. Uh, just go to Foundation for Conscious Living, and that's our nonprofit foundation. We also have the Hendricks.com website too and a couple of others but the main thing i want to call attention to today is this free program about how to clear fear out of your body and okay it's, uh, it's easy to find on the foundation for conscious living website it's very prominently announced right now because thousands of people have been using it um, around the world because of this particular kind of situation we're in right now Wonderful. Okay, I'm going to repeat that for the listening audience. And my guests today, Gay Hendricks and Carol Klein, uh, we are going to talk about their book, Conscious Luck, but we just deviated a little bit to talk about the coronavirus and fear. And if you go to foundationforconsciousliving.com, you can actually get um, uh, 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 how to clear fear. And I understand it's free. Is that correct, Gay? Yes, yeah. that's absolutely uh, free. Good. I, I suggest everybody do it. And I love this idea. Yeah. Back to the basics. 
back to sunshine, back to laughing. Could we laugh? I don't know. <laughs> and <laughs> if we're having dinner with each other on the screen and we clink our glasses against the screen, I think that makes me laugh. Everything makes me laugh, actually. Um, but it's the, it's the uh, medicine for the soul is what that is. So I want to just say this. Um and it's going to be a segue, and then Benny will probably take a little break. But, you know, I feel amazingly lucky to have you two on my show today. And that's my luck. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to talk more about luck, conscious luck. How is it conscious? And talk about Gay Hendricks and Carol Klein's new book, uh, Eight Secrets to Intentionally Change Your Fortune and somehow I think that's tied in with everything we've already been talking about. So, um, Benny, if we could take just a little station break and please talk us in and out. The preceding audio was via a Skype call. Energy is powerful. It's all around us, mysterious, full of potential. Directing positive healing energy to raise your vibrational rate through Reiki can change your life. Reiki master Loretta Brown has relieved stress, sadness, anger, and even helped clients lose weight, stop smoking, and end sleep disorders. Worldwide, people have sought out Reiki Oasis. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. Five things you need to know about measles in 30 seconds. The vaccine was developed in 1963, and measles became rare in the U.S., but low vaccination rates are now causing outbreaks that may put you at risk. Measles is highly contagious and spreads easily when an infected person breathes or coughs. Measles can have serious complications and can be deadly. It's also easy to prevent with a vaccine that's safe and effective. Please make sure you and your loved ones are vaccinated. Learn more at nfid.org measles. It's time that you are heard, and I don't mean in just a conversation. I mean really heard. Imagine hosting your very own radio program on Alternative Talk 1150. Talk about being heard. Call 425-653-1150 right now to learn how affordable it can be to host your own radio show. Time slots are going fast, so take hold of this chance by dialing 425-653-1150. Alternative Talk, we have an opportunity waiting just for you. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. Welcome back to the original Loretta Brown Show. I'm Loretta Brown, owner of Reiki Oasis, located right here in the greater Seattle area for the last 25 plus years. <sighs> I'm only 29. I don't know how that happened. No, don't go there. It's just math. <laughs> My- it's fuzzy math, right? <laughs> go back to the fuzzy math days. <laughs> fuzzy, fuzzy math. I liked math because uh, you could draw the numbers, right? It was right. drawing. For me, (laughs) it tells you a little bit. Anyway, my guests today, Gay Hendricks and Carol Klein, we're talking about, well, we were talking about the coronavirus and and, uh, consciousness, but we are going to talk about their book, Conscious Luck, Eight Secrets to Intentionally Change Your Fortune. And Carol, during the break, you brought up such a good point, and I was actually thinking about it. Um, Gay was talking about sheltering in space. Sheltering in space. And Carol, if you wouldn't mind repeating on the air uh, sort of what you said, because it's a segue into talking about your book, Conscious Luck. Well, I was, you know, I was very impressed. I have not heard that. Gay just came up with that from his brilliance, which, by the way, Gay is one of the most brilliant human beings I have ever met in my life. So plugged Mm -hmm. into original thought. So I just want to give him a big um, round of applause and love because he's an inspirational person. Just amazing. So I'm so lucky to have gotten to write Conscious Luck with him. And what he said about sheltering in space is so powerful to me. I'd never heard it until this morning myself, because it's about not identifying with, you know, your small, limited human body mind complex, but realizing that you're so much more than that. And when we shelter in space, we're not separate. We're becoming, it's much more of a unifying experience. And that is going to be the antidote to this feelings of panic and fear and separation and isolation. So I wanted to say that. And also, to me, is so powerful because of the way 
um, writing Conscious Luck has changed my my ideas, my understanding of what luck is and how we affect our lives and how we affect our success and how we um, become lucky in the world. And it has to do with the same idea that there's a metaphysical component, there's a psychological component, there's a physiological component to luck that is within our control, that is, luck is so much more than random chance. And when uh, Gay and I got together to write this book, Gay had already started the process many years ago, and I was lucky enough to read it, and it haunted me. And I just couldn't forget this idea of conscious luck and making your own luck, not as some sort of, you know, grim, determined, positive thinking, but as a, a way of being, as a way of understanding that your actions and your attitudes and your associations affect your luck much more than random chance. So I hope that was the segue you were looking for. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was perfect. Because while he was talking, I was thinking about how it relates to luck and it relates to everything, this this conscious awareness, but also it's our relationship with self and with others and our belief systems. And it's just a whole bunch of stuff. And um, yeah, exactly. So... um, how did you, the two of you come together to write this book, Carol? Because <laughs> you well, said it. <laughs> I, yes, I'll, I'll just finish that story. I'll deepen it a little bit. Uh, Gay Hendricks lives in the same town that I do here in Southern California, and I was lucky enough to meet him through Jack Canfield for some writing projects, um, you know, about 15 years ago. And maybe about eight years ago, Gay sent me a manuscript to look at that he wanted my opinion about. And it was called Conscious Luck. And it was amazing. And I thought it would need a little more work, a little more, you know, editing. And at that point, Gay wasn't really interested. He was really excited about the, um, and I'll let him talk about that, but the fiction work he was doing, detective fiction. And he just put Conscious Luck to the side and started focusing more on his detective fiction. And I thought, okay, great. But I tell you, I thought of Conscious Luck so often in the, you know, six or seven years between the time of my introduction to the concept and us getting back together to write the book. And it haunted me. I wanted so much. I wanted that to be available for other people because it changed how I thought about luck. And so about three years ago, Gay and I met at the grocery store. We had our usual chat. How are you? What's going on? And I would ask him what he's going to do with conscious luck. And He said nothing, and I came back and I said to him, what if I help you? And he agreed to my great, (laughs) great, great happiness, and uh, we started writing the book together, and the book came out, uh, is is being launched May 2020, uh, about two two months from now, and so it was a joint venture based on Gay's original inspiration and wisdom about this topic, and I was so excited to be able, when you write a book, you have to own what you are saying. And so I got to own this material and integrate mm. it into my own life. Mm. Yeah, I hear that. And um, I'd love to ask how it changed your life. And that is probably going to be part of the rest of our conversation because this book is giving people the ideas about it. I, I want to ask both of you, what is luck? Because, you know, people run around all the time and they go, oh, I'm just not lucky. Or, wow, that person's lucky. Seems like everything they touch is just fantastic, right? So what is luck? And what do you mean conscious luck? It's a big question. And I don't care which one of you goes first. Maybe Carol, because, and then we'll let Gay. I was going to say, I just talked. I want to hear Gay answer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, I'm happy to jump in. <laughs> uh, first of all, I, I want to say that uh, I, I appreciate, uh, Carol, your kind words about me, and I also want to send a few back at you because I, I always think of, of Carol Loretta. Is She's this kind of freelance angel that floats around the world uh, doing various kinds of good, and so I'm happy to... Uh, have had one be one of the projects that Angel landed on because it's been an absolute delight from beginning to end. Collaboration, as everybody knows, is often a very tricky process. And Carol and I just, I think all the way through, we were grounded in that spirit part of ourselves and 
never got into any ego stuff or anything like that. And so that's a very delicious thing to to collaborate in a way that makes both people bigger instead of having to contract into fear in any way. So I just wanted to say that. Uh, but as far as luck goes, the best the best kind of luck is you could say it simply in one sentence: always being in the right place at the right time. So there's these magical little moments of life that are given to us. But what Carol and I are talking about is setting yourself up so that you have more moments of your life like that. So instead of having these lucky little moments be seconds at a time, they become the whole field of your life. And so the the possibility is to go from that feeling of I'm not lucky or I don't ever seem to be in the right place at the right time to making the shifts we outline in the book and suddenly, boom, simple things are happening first, like you're getting parking places, you know, very simple things oftentimes, or you are just uh, like uh, the, the thing that happened for me many years ago right after I shifted my point of view was I was on my way with this big box of books toward a door where my office was. And about 10 feet from the door, I realized, oh, no, I forgot to bring my key to the building, and it's Sunday, and nobody's going to be there, and I'm going to have to go all the way back home. And then all of a sudden, boom, the door opened from the other side with somebody coming out of his office unexpectedly. And I just walked right in, and I didn't have to open the door. And so little things like that begin to happen, but then larger and larger things. And we have these, one thing I love about Carol is she's so good at taking the stories of these people we interviewed and turning them into really heart-tugging stories that just move me tremendously when I read them. And Mm -hmm. uh, Carol, um, I was on an interview the other day by myself, and I was uh, trying to remember the woman who did the TED Talk that, um, and I wondered if you could talk a little bit about her. I couldn't remember her name at the time. <laughs> you must be reading my mind. I'm listening and also saying, don't forget to tell them about Tina Selig. <laughs> yes, yes, so, yes. Yes, so the Stanford professor named Tina Selig, who is delightful, by the way. I've gotten to talk to her since um, we started this process. She has a beautiful quote that changed my whole understanding about luck. And she says that luck is, most of us think of luck as a random, isolated event, like a lightning strike. But what luck actually is is a wind that's blowing at all times. And all you have to do is create a sail made out of attitudes and behaviors to harness the wind and become lucky. Mm. Oh. I love that. And, you know, Rabindra Tagore had a beautiful quote, or he's attributed with saying, the winds of grace are always blowing. It's you that must raise your sail. And when I started thinking about luck as something that was always there, not random and and capricious and fickle and arbitrary, but something that was there that I could just, you know, pitch my wagon to, I could put my sail up, I could orient myself to the flow of luck in life, it changed everything. Those that those are such beautiful quotes, and this idea that you just have to put your sail up—it's already there. <laughs> so that that is um, indicating to me that that luck has something to do with. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe you. Where do you begin? Do you begin with personal commitment? Uh, yeah. And I'm not. Sh- Okay, go ahead, Gay. Yeah. Yes, I, I leap on that because that's such an important thing to know about, just about in any area of life, whether it's relationship or business or, or your personal spiritual development. It's all about commitment to begin with, that in order to effect any kind of change process in life, any process of transformation, it begins with commitment. And for no good reason. 
you know, to, to actually just choose to become a lucky person. And I know Carol is into doing everything for no good reason. <laughs> In our book, Gay uh, and I present a small, very simple technique you can use to impress this commitment, not only in your conscious mind, but your subconscious mind. Because it's very important that it's not just a mental thing, but that it goes deeper. And I think Gay also, uh, you know, is a genius and, a you know, really led the way in this sort of body-mind connection. And one of the things that I've learned through writing this book is that mindset, I mean, we call that commitment, it's also a mindset. When you decide you're going to be lucky, you approach your life differently. Um, I love what you're saying because this this idea that, hmm, how do I say this? Like I have a lot of, of people that come in to see me and I always, I'm, I'm kind of like they're riding the fence, Right. They're, they're like, you know, when will I meet the love of my life? You know, when am I going to get my million dollars? You know, when am I going to be an enlightened soul? And and then and then there's like, there's this sort of wishy-washiness about it. So I think that commitment is super important. Um, I, I'm confessing to you in the audience, I've read your book. <laughs> Who knew, right? <laughs> and... <laughs> And I actually did that exercise, and I'm already experiencing the difference because I feel I'm lucky you're on my show. So, um, and I'm seeing, <laughs> I, <laughs> right? But there's a magic to this. You know, once you make that commitment, I think there's a quote about that that once you make a commitment, then all heaven and earth moves to bring it about. Now, I, I have uh, obviously a whole bunch of other questions. Um, what do we do about this idea of, um, I'm going to call it worthiness. Uh, I think in the book you call, you talk about shame or guilt, um, because a lot of people have trouble receiving or accepting or allowing. And, um, um, Gay, if you could talk about that and then Carol add your bits. Yeah. Well, one thing, everything in life that has real value as an inner and an outer component. And so, first of all, learning to open up to conscious luck in yourself is an act of loving yourself deep down inside. And I have another book called Learning to Love Yourself that, um, that I wrote, actually, the first summer I met my wife, Katie. And uh, the, the main message of it is that Fundamentally, down inside, we either love ourselves or don't. And the more you can make your life about loving the parts of yourself, even the ones that are unlovable, the more you're able to love outside yourself. And so conscious luck 
kind of begins down inside with that sense of commitment, that making a commitment, that choosing to be lucky for no good reason other than you want to be lucky. And then it expands into the outer world where one thing you want to make sure you do is hang around other people that, that think of themselves as lucky. And that often, unfortunately, involves weeding out some people out of your lives that are kind of have that dark cloud over themselves at all times. And so to choose to be around people who are more positive or choose to be around people that bring out the good luck in yourself and that celebrate those kinds of positive things in life is really important. Uh, uh, here we say in our seminars that start with getting three to five people whose faces light up when you walk in the room and who make your face walk up when, uh, face light up when they walk in the room and then extend out from there because what you want to do ultimately is live in and be part of and contribute to a whole community of people who believe in the power of themselves and the spirit and believe in the power of creating new dreams and acting on them. Wow. Well, I was going to talk about how I think segue off of what Gay said or piggyback would be that a lot of things I learned from writing this book with Gay is this amazing, um, the destructive power of shame and guilt in our bodies. And basically people are as lucky as they think they deserve to be often without any kind of conscious intention before they read this book. And something Gay just said, I mean, if you go deep down, either you love yourself or you don't, it's kind of a, a binary situation. And of course, there's grades, uh, you know, gradations of how much you love or don't love yourself. But I think luck starts when you can agree inside on a very deep, not a mood-making level, but really at the basis of who you are, that you deserve to be lucky, that good things can happen and will happen and should happen for you. And so in the book, we look at a lot of the uh, mental conditioning. One of the biggest blocks to being lucky is feeling that you're unlucky. And feeling unlucky comes from, you know, this feeling of looking at what's happened to you always from the glass half empty. Another way you could look at being lucky and the committing to be lucky is about learned optimism. Uh, which is a positive psychology kind of concept, but people who think they're lucky ha are optimistic about the future. They're persistent. They see the good things that happen. And as Gay said, the people who are unlucky and don't feel they deserve to be lucky usually surround themselves with people where they share victim stories and they share how unlucky they are. And you can actually feel into your relationships and see, you know, who is it that you share positivity with, and who is it that you, you know, commiserate about your bad luck with? And not that you have to cut them out, you know, these might be your family, <laughs> but you have to be just, you might want to just, you know, maybe limit uh, a little bit until you're strong enough, until your luck factor, your luck, your luck inside, your conscious luck, your ability to create luck in your life is not affected as much by those people who throw shade, you know? Yeah, I, um, I, I was giggling because yeah, it might be your family and your friends and those people that you've been in the habit of being with. And uh, what you said, sharing victim stories, it's like, yeah, a lot of people do that. They get together and they just have one bad story after another. So we're in a time really of uplifting the self and then love falling in love with the self, which is an overused statement. But but, you know, this is this changes you at this deep level. Um, I so I so love your book. I, I really think that this idea that I could be lucky, you could be lucky, any anybody could be lucky. Um, and then somehow we're shutting it down. I have ran into, you know, and even with my own self, this idea of shame or guilt, if if people you know, like if people are doing well, if they're financially abundant, if their health is good, if they really don't have anything to complain about, um, I have had people share with me that that makes them uncomfortable to tell people of their good luck. 
And so if I'm hearing you both correctly, and and gay you particularly, finding our tribe, finding our global family is so important, or those people that make us light up, you know, when they come in the room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. I think that each of us needs to take responsibility for the people we have around us, because... I think it was Brian Tracy said the quality of your life depends on the people you know and the books you read. And, you know, it's a very simple idea, but in a way, think about it. Think of how your life would be if you hadn't read certain books at certain times in your life, or if you hadn't written certain books at certain times in your life. So that there's always, I think, down underneath human beings is this, quest for what I call releasing your genius, bringing forth what you truly love to do and who you truly are. But another important component of that is bringing forth the people you want to hang around with and putting yourself in situations where the very act of being in that community is an empowering thing. So I, I want to ask another question. And um how how do we how do we turn the shame into luck or how do we break the grip of that i think carol you said this our our it's our it's our blocked or our rigid uh, belief systems you know i don't think you use those words but how do we break free of this i'm going to let carol um, respond to this because it's the hardest thing to explain and i'm just eager to hear how she's going to explain it <laughs> you, Gay. How kind. Well, actually, I was thinking how I would answer this question. I thought Gay would run up and take it, because one of the chapters in the book is really based on Gay's experience of uh, his own personal experience of turning the shame, not only that we feel psychologically, but that is stored in our body. And Gay had the experience many years ago of that I'm not going to go into in depth, because um, I couldn't do it justice in the time allotted left, but where he actually found a way um, physiologically to feel into the shame that was stored in his body. I mean, think about it. As kids, we were spanked or um, shamed for sexuality. And so a lot of that can be stored in the lower half of our body. Or we've blushed because we were embarrassed and maybe we feel it in our faces. Or in many places that the psycho, you know, physiological reality of shame lives. And Gay's experience was that he was able to, with consciousness, basically attention, intention, and consciousness, feel into those areas and allow them to release, and not only just release, but become magnets and attractors for luck. But so that's a a, a very a, you know a sort of more abstract, uh, but very down to earth because it's very rooted in the body that we're, we um, introduced. As a, as a concept, as a practice in the, in the book. In my experience, um, I, I, I was going to say I'm a very practical person, and one of the things I love about our book is that it has this metaphysical, this beautiful um, consciousness-based aspect, but it also is very, very down-to-earth. We have four core shifts that you make to set up yourself for luck, to become consciously lucky, and then four daily practices. You need to shift your core beliefs, to commit to being lucky, to release the limiting beliefs and, um, you know, uh, the mental conditioning you have about who you are and what you deserve. You have to learn this technique that Gay uh, pioneered or, you know, by his own experience about turning shame off in the body and turning it on to a light-filled space that attracts luck. And then the last piece is about our goals, that you need to take this belief about what you should do in life and what you are here to do in life, and that can set you up. Those are the core shifts you make. And then we take that once you've made those core shifts every day, your habits make you. There's a beautiful quote. I forget who said it. But, you know, we make our habits and then our habits make us. And every day what you do, your daily practices, 
you know, learning to take bold action and take risks and say yes. And risks don't have to be physical. They can be talking to new people or trying a new skill or doing something you're not good at, getting out of your comfort zone. And then the, the, some of the other ones have to do with who you hang out with, you know, you know, and then your attitudes about luck. And one of my favorite ones is about your listening to your inner guidance and your intuition. And Gay added one thing that was my most thing that is I do every day now is I walk at a certain pace that is in line and in harmony with my core. And that is another way that will come full circle to be in the right place at the right time. Oh, thank you for that. That was that was wonderful. Um, I want to just tell the listening audience, my, my guests today, Gay Hendricks and Carol Klein, were talking about their wonderful book, Conscious Luck, Eight Secrets to Intentionally Change Your Fortune. You need to just order it now. I think it comes out in, in a bit. Uh, but I also want you to know that on page... 58, because I looked it up while you were talking, Carol, is transforming <laughs> shame into luck step by step. So <laughs> thank you, Gay, for that. Thank you, Carol, for that. That's wonderful. Uh, we have just a couple of minutes left. Could you please tell me about the Conscious Luck Global Community? Yes, we're very interested in fostering a conversation around the world about this subject and so to that end, we're creating things like Facebook groups and things like that that will allow people to connect with each other. And, Carol, you probably have things to add to this, but just that it's very simplest, that's the basic idea is to get this conversation going so that it empowers lots of people around the world. Exactly. If we can help people understand that they're already making their own luck, good and bad, but to become conscious about it. And when you become conscious, then you have the power to change or to strengthen what you want in your life. And so we want to make that conversation, as Gay said, global. We want to help people. Right now, social media is a great way to connect, especially now <laughs> in the time of pandemic. You, know, you can be lucky sitting, sheltering in space and place. Um, you know, our book launches May 12th. We are, you know, you can go on ConsciousLuck.com and pre-order the book. Um, there is wonderful, and then we will be having, uh, you know, there will be live calls. There will be uh, Facebook. There will be, I'm sure, um, many other ways that maybe even, you know, local groups of people who come together to support each other in building Conscious Luck in their lives. You could have accountability buddies, all the ways that you make change, you know, environmental and associations as well as knowledge we want to provide for people because changing your luck individually <laughs> could change our luck globally. <laughs> I just think that your book is so needed right now because I'm, I, I've kind of dubbed it like BC, like before coronavirus and AC after coronavirus, right? <laughs> but it might be before conscious luck and after conscious luck. And I think that's great. So where do people find your book? Yes, the best way to do it now is to pre-order it at ConsciousLuck.com. And you All right. can pre-order it there from any number of booksellers. All right. Thank you so much for being on my show. My guests, Gay Hendricks and Carol Klein, this is Loretta Brown. Uh, be good, be good, and uh, stay in the lightness of, uh, of love. Talk to you next time. Bye now. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.